Famcast Media. What's up? We're live here at Lucky 13 Saloon in the back room of Lucky 13 Saloon. Uh, we got Jamal over there. Yo. D. Rotten behind Yo. the fucking camera. We got me, Jeff, and we got a very special guest today, Big Rob. What Hi, up? Guys. What's going on, Rob? Same old shit, man. Happy to have you, man. Here, Same man. here, man. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah man. Hell yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long... It was funny, man. I was thinking like how long we've known each other a long fucking time. I remember seeing you play... Like, I've seen you in a couple different bands. Yeah, Maniac Rise had played here before. I remember seeing you Doing play. Shred, Doing Shred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, At, uh, what the fuck Fontanas. was it? Fontanas. Fontanas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah. to be at least 10 years ago. At least 10 years ago. At least 10 years ago. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fontanas, that was a cool spot, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had, like, the fucking upstairs bar. And- it, it's weird, though. You had to walk, like... That long stretch. Yeah. And then go downstairs. And then go into the back room, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, I mean, remember. yeah, downstairs. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember if they had... Did they have a separate entrance? I don't think they had... For the basement? I think they just, did. They had... Well, they had like an emergency exit. By, um, oh, by the bathrooms. By the bathrooms, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, right. but the, uh, the entrance, you used to have to walk through the whole bar yeah. and then into like that, whatever, that downstairs down there. So. Yeah, it was like a pool table, then you go down the stairs yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking long time ago, man. Yeah, definitely, man. We... Uh, and then, you know, we used to do the F-bombs and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, that, I did that since, I think, 2008. Damn. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of, long time, man. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's a great fucking guitar player, man. Thank um, you. What are you doing? So, I mean, you can go down the list of, D, you got a list of all the bands he's been in and all that, no? I didn't get nothing. Hold on a second. The fuck. D's been been all fucked up this Uh, whole week, man. Yeah. My schedule's like a fucking tidal wave, dude. It's been a a wild week, you know, that fucking retrograde shit going on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's been been a long fucking week for me, too, and it's fucking Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the planets are weird. But for all the people who don't know, including myself, who is Big Rob? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's this guy in the middle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, I don't know, just a regular guy who loves music, loves to play guitar. Um, I uh, started playing in 1978. I took uh, lessons at Peterson's House of Music in uh, Woodhaven. Mm. And I still talk to um, the lady who gave me lessons. We're friends on Facebook, and she comments on my stuff and everything like that. But you had a woman give you lessons on guitar? Yeah. That's unheard of, man. For I me, was, I'm sorry, that's unheard of. I was seven years old. Be eight and she, I don't know how old she was, but she was a little older. And did the whole theory, sight reading, and all that shit. And uh, then I stopped for a couple of years. Seventh and eighth grade, I stopped. And then ninth grade, I wanted to play again. I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. So I took lessons from uh, this guy, Pete. He, uh, he had, in the guitar magazines, there was a, a course called Mechanics of Metal. Yeah. And it's a, you could order something from him to learn scales and uh, theory and all of that shit. So he helped me uh, learn, you know, scales here or leads for this song, that song, because I got into a band called Metal Storm, the Queen's Metal Storm, not the Brooklyn Impostors. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 1985, 86, and we were doing covers. 
And then uh, we started doing a lot of originals. And uh, we, we actually did pretty well at one time. Um, 1988, we uh, got a chance. We opened for Death Angel and Rigor Mortis at the Sundance. Nice. And then like a month later, DRI and Death. Then Death and Dark Angel, Sacred Reich, Atrophy. And then uh, we were, the last show we were going to play was um, we were main support for Biohazard when their first record came out. And it was at the Sundance, but our singer left the day of the show. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, he was a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we say cunt on you? Can say whatever fuck the fuck you, you say want. Right? Cunt. <laughs> um, he left the day of the show. Um, and we were going to play it instrumental, but then we, we just like, fuck it. And we tried out a couple of different singers afterwards, but we just kind of went our own way. And I started jamming with uh, Pyrexia. Oh shit! They're playing here October first. Yeah, I still, you know, it, I still uh, see those guys. Well, the only original guy is uh, Chris, but uh, I jammed with them, and they wanted me to join the band, but I couldn't do it because I was working uh, night shift in the airport. All right. And they started rehearsing at about ten o'clock. So I told them, I said, "Listen, man, take my other guitar player, Anthony. I, you know, he's we were in Metal Storm." For years, he's he's good, and he got it, got into it, and uh, he made sermon and mockery with them, and he did a tour and everything, and uh, it's cool. I mean, he thanked me on the CD, so that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, from uh, from that, then uh, the hell did I do? Oh, I I cut my hair in like ninety ninety one, and I started getting tattoos, and then in ninety six, I got into uh, oh, we had side projects at Metal Storm. One was T-R-A-F. It was fart backwards. <laughs> um, awesome. It, it was, uh, I think he called it the racial anarchistic fucks. <laughs> and then we did another project where a couple of guys from other bands played, and I sang, actually. It was called VD, Vaginal Discharge. Oh, shit. And it, was, uh, it was like a real grungy punk rock type of thing, and we used to cover uh, Suicidal Subliminal. <laughs> nice. And then... Um, 95, I got into Fuse, a local hardcore band, and uh, that's around a time when, uh, like, Sworn Enemy was was getting up there. Like, we all knew each other from the neighborhood and every, from Ozone Park, and uh, it's, uh, I couldn't do what I was telling Dave earlier, that I was working sanitation, so we had that blizzard of 96, so I had to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week for a long time, and I was working nights, afternoons, so we kind of did a mutual, like, you know, um, I didn't want to hold the band back, whatever they were doing, so I, I just I stepped away. Yeah, that was a moneymaker, though, man. If you turned down the money for that fucking, to, to fucking plow that fucking shit in 96, well, bro. I, if crazy. I turned yeah. it down, I would have got fired. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fired, you lose your fucking pension, all that kind of shit. Yeah, and I wasn't even on the job like a, a year at that time. I got on <laughs> August of ni- uh, 95, and the blizzard was, I think, February of 96. Yeah. It was fucked up, but... Uh. You know, you get used to it. And then uh, I stopped playing for like nine years. I didn't touch the guitar for nine years. And then uh, I started going to Duff's and uh, Three of Cups and uh, Lucky, the old Luckies. Yeah, Duff's, that's our favorite spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, love us, they love us over there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I saw a bunch of people that I haven't seen in years, like uh, my friend Mike Pacheco and then like uh, Joe and... Uh, and Leo from Immortal Suffering. I know yeah. them for hundreds of years. And 
they were like, oh, we're playing, oh, we're playing. So I would go to the shows, and I was like, you know what? I got to get back into this. Get I want to do this, man. Yeah. So I think it was 2008, 2009 was the first time I went back on stage. I did uh, two songs at a Metallica tribute at the Delancey. All right. I did Four Horsemen and Whiplash. Oh, shit. I was like, wow, this feels good. Dave Mustaine songs. They, they, <laughs> yeah. um, and then... Uh, then I did another tribute with, uh, uh, you know, Mike SOS. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was, uh, he sang, we did a DRI, um, I'd Rather Be Sleeping, Cro-Mags, We Gotta Know, and uh, one or two others uh, at the Delancey. So now I was like, you know what? I have these songs written from the 80s, the 90s, 2000s. I'm going to combine them and I want to make, I want to make a CD. So um, I went to uh, Stacy O'Dell. Do you remember Stacy? No. Yeah. Riverfront Studios in Greenpoint. Um, he did like uh, he did Star Killer. He did Kill Code. He, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know who you're he, talking he about. did a lot of a lot of the guys. Uh, yeah. So I went to him and I did a six song EP, which I called Maniac Rise. That's yeah. what I was just about to ask you about. Yeah, and I I wrote all the lyrics, all the music. I played all the guitars, all the bass. Um, Stacy programmed the drums, and I, originally I was going to have. Uh, guest vocals on each song um, but uh, Danny from Malignancy was in Europe at the time he said he would sing and then uh, Sal Sworn Enemy he, he had a lot of home damage from Sandy so I, I didn't want to bother him um, so I was like you know what let me let me do it I tried singing I liked the way it came out so I did the vocals except for one song uh, Jessica Pimentel sang on okay and uh I got that packaged up. I released it. I did a listening party at Cups. I did a listening party at Duff's, this and that. People seemed to like it. And while I was doing it, um, I wanted to stay relevant in the scene. So um, they had a thing at St. Vitus in 2011 or 12 for Jessica Pimentel. Um, it was some, something uh, they did for her. So I was like, you know what? You know, she's my friend. I want to help out, you know, do something. So I did a shred. And I, it was a little weird because when you're on the stage with a band, like they could look at you, 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 whatever. Mm. But when it was just me playing the guitar, everybody's looking at me and people wanted to see what I was about. Nobody, not too many people knew that I played or, or whatever. So I did the shred and everybody seemed to like it. And then a month later, I did one at fucking Irving Plaza for Wendy's 50th birthday. And I went on like right after Stigma. Nice. You know, it was really cool. And it's like going from uh, St. Vitus to a packed house at Irving Plaza was great. I did a Bowery Ballroom. I, you know, uh, Jason Caddick put me on for Star Killer. He was like, yeah, come on, man, do it. Nice. And it was cool because people people really liked it. So now, now they were... They wanted to see what my CD was all about because they they said they liked the way I played. Like I did, like I said, I did shreds when you play. You guys played Fontana's. Yeah. Just about every every venue in the city in Queens, I did a shred at. And um, what was the name of the CD? Uh, Maniac Rise, and it was called Swallow My Evil. Okay. And uh, is it out there in digital anywhere? Okay. Can... That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. On, uh, all right. On. Uh, you know, to all the venues. Um, and then, uh, what did we do from there? I, I released a CD and I said, listen, I need band members. 
So this is what I have. This is what it is. If anyone's interested, so I got um, music is life. Gave you a shout out, Big Rob. Oh, great! Thank you. That's uh, Lou. I, <laughs> I did a podcast for him as well a while ago. Um, so I got uh, I'm. I don't know if you would know them, but I'm sure you do. Uh, Dave Sussman. Yeah, Dave. Dave was actually just here on um, Saturday night, and I was talking to him, and I was saying, "Holy shit, man! I haven't seen Dave in forever." And I think the last time I saw him was when he played with well, you here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got Servo on the drums. Yeah, John. Yeah, and John played for every played for KMFDM, uh, Pansy. He's been around, you know. He yeah, dude, you had a good lineup. And Dave too. I mean, Dave's been in Bile. He did stuff yeah. with. Uh, Dave went, was playing guitar for Chris Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. he did uh, work with uh, Mina Caputo. Was doing. Uh, I remember I saw. Um, he was doing the, the died laughing stuff at CB's gallery. Dave was playing guitar during that yeah. solo project. Yeah, I know. I know He's Dave for a, for a long, a long, time. long time, and then. Uh, Got, I had Maven on vocals, and oh yeah, yeah. That, that didn't work out well. <laughs> you guys are tight though; like you guys were close friends, though, we right? Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. they had not, not anymore. That. Yeah, nah, that I sucks. But sucks. um, you know, after that, it's like dur- actually during that time, uh, I started teching for Life of Agony. Like I yeah. used to, we did a second EP actually. Joey Z produced it and recorded. It was called uh, No Lives Matter. That's on. On Spotify, uh, my old drummer put it up a long time ago. That came out, I think, in 2017. And we did our CD release show at Webster Hall with uh, Immortal Suffering and uh, Desolate, I think oh, it was yeah, on. Yeah. And um, I can't remember the rest of it, but it, w- it was a great lineup. We we actually sold fucking $500 worth of merch and 276 people paid to enter. Nice. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think Tim put the show on. All right. Um, but what happened was uh, things just fell apart. You know, got rid of Maven. We played some shows instrumentally. Um, I tried to, I was like, can I play and sing at the same time? I can't because the music was just way yeah. different than where the vocals were. Yeah. It's tough, man. The older we get trying to keep shit together, you know, when dudes got jobs and but you know yeah, well we, Ma- maven in a job is kind of like an oxymoron <laughs> yeah. but. <laughs> but but also but that's what i mean like listen when you're younger too you deal with more bullshit from yeah. bandmates and friends and shit the older you get you don't want to deal with that kind of bullshit yeah, and, you know and i was so. saying like nowadays with all this uh technology yeah people would you know you hit a button and you could share your music to everyone in the world yeah, yeah. but now it and back then actually i would we no, was we were talking about this I, I missed that shit though back then, wow. man. You hand out flyers. Out flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to support my band. I have to go see your band play yeah. and hand everybody a flyer or right. a demo tape we were saying, yeah. Or, yeah. or whatever, you know, and it was it was difficult. It was difficult, but it was more personable though, too. You know, I feel like, you know, it's fun. I see it here all the fucking time. I see bands play. I see four bands play. And I see fucking bands standing outside or leaving after the yeah. bands are done. That's fucked. Back when, like, you know, uh, we're about the same age, and like, that's a no-no to me. You know what I mean? Like, you go, yeah. you play on a show, you stick around, you watch all the fucking bands. I don't care if you're exactly. on first, you stick around till that, last. That's you know, that's one thing why, I, to be honest with you, a lot of people take Maniac Rise as seriously as they should have because of Maven. Because what do we have to get there early for? It's like it's called sound check. It's a CD show. You have to be there. 
Oh, you don't need me. I said, yeah, we need you. Um, Let's think it's our pain in the ass. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and, um, and then it's like, well, what are we going to do here now? I says, well, we're going to hang out. When the bands play, we're going to be here. Yeah, watch out of bands. Well, he never came to see us. Why should I stay and see him? I'm not staying here. Fuck that. God Fuck damn. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't even care, dude. Like, I, I, I feel. Mean, you know him. You know he was a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with listen, I like my own. I don't give a fuck. Like even bands I play with, you don't want to stick around. Don't stick around. For myself, I want to stick around. I want to support all the fucking bands. You're yeah. old school like that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've been around. You don't a long get me time. wrong. Me, me and Christine have dipped out of many shows. Of course, before you know, but for the most part, we you know I don't want to go too early because there's eight thousand bands on on a on a show. Yeah, now. certain shows. And uh, you know when it was three four bands. All right, fine. And then, but I noticed a lot, like you said, uh, nowadays, everybody, like I come see you play, but everybody's outside. Yeah. And you hear the band playing. Yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. Well, like Blackthorn, they're like, oh, this band's playing. We'll go to the diner next door. Yeah. We're hanging out outside. We're out in the back, you know, they, where they have all the merch set up yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just goes out there. So that's why I think, you know, handing out flyers and all that kind of stuff back in the day was a little more... More Organ- personal. Yeah, it was more personal. It was more organic, you know. You, and it was, and like, it was more dedicated. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was, it was a band thing. It, it, it put the fucking band together. Like, yo, we're going to go yeah. out. We're going to hand out flyers. We're going to hand out CDs. You're, you're, the band's there, you yeah. know? And, yeah. And another thing I, I, I don't like is, like, the pay to play. Oh, yeah. That I can't stand. We did it once at uh, at Blackthorn with Maniac Rise because we were playing with Sworn Enemy. Yeah. And, like I said, I know Sal since I'm like 15. Yeah. And he told me when, he's like, yo, bro, we got a show together. I was like, when? <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, Kevin got in touch with me and told me. But the thing I didn't like was, oh, why don't you print out the ad and hand out flies? And uh, you have to sell X amount of tickets. Uh, and if you don't, you have to pay the difference. I'm like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. You know? And it's good for a band to go out there and hand out flies. I was like, listen, man, you know, and I like Kevin. Yeah. I do. He's a nice guy. However, I was just like, you know, don't insult my intelligence like this, man. I says, because I've been there, done that. I forgot more than most of these people will ever learn. Yeah. But music um, is life agrees with you, bro. Fuck pay to play. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I talk to Lou a lot and I, I like I like his views on things. He, he's very good, um, you know, about, uh, you know, just about general um, respect and just general shit with music, like like you are, Jeff. You know, yep. like every time, like oh, we're playing Lucky's. Oh, cool. You you said all right. You take the door. I take the bar. You got to pay the sound man. Great. Yeah. You know, not like oh well, twenty people have to come in under your name, and then you get five dollars a head for this and one dollar. It's all bullshit. When we were teenagers, and we had to drive over an hour. To get to the Sundance, because they they asked us, do you want to open for Death and uh, Dark uh, Death Angel and Rigor Mortis? Fuck yeah, man! I don't care if we we have to leave two days early and walk. <laughs> <laughs> and they says we're giving you 150 bucks, and you come play. We were there, yeah, you know. And none of this, you know, none of this. Uh, oh, go sell tickets. Go. The the venue did that. The the promoters did that. Yeah. And every at the end of the day, even if we get, didn't get paid. We would have played the show because it's exposure. Yeah. You know? Right. We opened for Sacred Reich and Atrophy. The the crowd was chanting Metal Storm. So we were like, oh, shit. So um, Guy Vinny, who got us our shows, told the sound man, he's like, yo, could could they do another song? 
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We wound up doing Murphy's Little Crucial Barbecue. Nice. And it was like, it looked like a Sunday matinee. It seems everyone's <laughs> bodies flying up in the air. It was cool, man. Yeah, man. It's just got the times have gotten weird too. You know, just the way you know shows are, and that's why I like seeing some old school guys come out and play. Um, it still kind of has a little bit of that old school yeah, vibe. Yeah, man. And it's like when Maniac Rise was on his downfall, and I started uh, teching for Life of Agony. That's when I got the call to jam with Marauder. Yeah. And um, they told me, they're like, oh, we were looking for a guitar player. And whenever, whoever we asked, they pointed their fingers at you. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So I did it. And, you know, I mean, I'm not with them any longer, but it did, you know, have some good shows and everything. And uh, it was like um, I would tour with them and then I would tour with Life of Agony. Then I would tour with them and then Life of Agony, you know. So I would go to Canada with Life of Agony. We came back. And then we did a U.S. tour with Marauder and Leeway. And then I did the East Coast with Life Ag. Then we, we did 10 Days in Japan with Marauder. Nice. And How was that? Oh, man. Japan that was actually my first time I ever left the country. And really? And you go to fucking Japan. That's, that's crazy. the greatest plum. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. Lucky, dude. Let me tell you, um, it, was, it, it was great. Uh, you know, it was so much. The only thing I'm mad about is that I switched phones and all my personal pictures like just walking around Osaka or whatever in the morning by myself. I'm like, would everybody leave? It was like deserted. Yeah. But it was not a crumb on the floor in the streets. There were ashtrays on every corner. Yeah, don't they fucking like lock you up and give you a ticket or a fine or some yeah. shit if you tell I, someone They the told floor? me I wasn't allowed to go to the 13th floor uh, or the 14th floor of a certain hotel because of my tattoos. Because oh, I, yes. I had to do laundry. Yeah. And meanwhile, these... These Japanese dudes, they're walking around naked with their bowls hanging out. <laughs> but I, I can't have a tattoo on. You know? <laughs> but I said, fuck it. I went up uh, anyway. But the one thing I noticed when you were talking about uh, people not staying for the bands or whatever, I noticed about Japan, it was really... Uh, if we did, we did seven, seven cities, so maybe uh, three of them were really big festivals in like a big venue in the inside. And that was different, but... The smaller clubs, where it was you know more intimate, where people were like Tokyo, a guy broke his leg. They were walking on top of each other, and <laughs> Osaka, there was more people on stage than it was in uh, in the crowd at some point. But I noticed every band. Let's say there were five bands on. Everybody's in there. The band ends, and it seemed like the club emptied out. Yeah. And then uh, to do whatever, smoke, whatever, hang out. Some guy would come out, he'd yell something as if to say the next band is on. They all go back in. Uh-huh. Watch the band. After that band, they all go outside again. Then they all go back in. You go to fucking uh, Kingsland. Yeah. There's more people hanging out outside than there <laughs> yeah. is in the place. Yeah. You know, and, like a lot of places are like that. I listen, don't know. It's kind of mad. Listen, you know, especially now that you can drink outside and shit. Because we just had. Oh, um, yeah, you put the thing up there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we just had um, a hardcore show here a couple of weeks ago with Silence Equals Death and oh, yeah. uh, Extinguish the Code and uh, whatever. There was, um, uh, Jerry X had his um, thing here. Like, um, you know, there was. Uh, and and like, I remember Scott, Scott from. Like Jerry uh, X the rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit, you know Jerry X? Yeah, yeah, I know Jerry a long he was, time. He, called, he texted me before. He's like, yo, I'm going to come there. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, like, get down here. <laughs> We're gonna get Jer- we'll get Jerry on sometime. Jerry's yeah. cool. Yeah, he's out of his mind. I met, yeah. him with, I met him with Bundy Blunts and fucking, yeah. um, I can't remember another dude. 
Uh, the, the 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 guy the head of their label and shit. Ill Bill, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Ill Bill. Fucking um, God damn it, man. He 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 runs the label that Jerry X and uh, Bunny Ill, Ill Rock Records, right? Yeah, yeah, he runs Ill Rock. Uh, yeah, had his fucking name. But yeah, no, I met them. They're cool dudes, man. Bunny yeah. Blunts is funny as fuck, man. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're shot, man. Jer- I know Jerry a long time. He's <laughs> yeah. he's out of his fucking mind. But. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but so, so I was saying, Scott. Oh, yeah, Scott. So Scott was here, and like, yo. You know, Silent Sequence Death started playing, and Scott's like, ah, I see, it's one of those kind of shows, because literally everybody was outside. Slowly, people started trickling in, and by yeah. the end, they had a nice little crowd in here, but it was like... You should set up outside. Yeah. And see if- <laughs> <laughs> For real. And then, speaking of Scott, actually, I wanted to um, give a shout out to him. I was, uh, been talking to him a lot. He wants me to do, he's doing a side project called Fence Walker. All right. I think it's called Fence Walker. I don't Dope name though. I think, okay, yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, that's a cool I think name. I think that's the Scott. Don't get mad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do some leads for him on a side project. Nice. And uh, I like his stuff. You know, I like Silence Equals Death. They're they're great. You yeah. know, and uh, Scott Scott's got good energy, man. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I told him too? He's one of the few singers that's out there now that when you hear him sing, you know it's him. Yeah. Like he's a little. You know, his voice is different than. You got hardcore bands; they sound like death metal singers. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I like I like things being different. But now, uh, you know, like uh, I'm not I'm not with Marauder anymore. Um, I'm recording my own stuff, and uh, Joey Z is going to produce it. Nice. How and long we How long we with Marauder? A couple of years, right? Um, like 2018 to well. We didn't do shit for two years with the lockdown and everything. Yeah. So, but the beginning of this year. So, did you record anything with them? We have two songs that were supposed to be released before we went to Japan, mm-hmm. but they're not done. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to get done. To be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, we did play one of the new songs on all the tours. All right. But uh, you play a lot of the classic classic Marauder stuff. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of the Master Killer CD and uh, a couple from uh, two from Five Deadly Venoms and a couple from uh, God Is I, and then a new one. But the majority is Master Killer. Yeah, you know, but it is what it is. So uh, it was good I'm, shit, though, man. I liked Marauder back in the day. I got oh, I got to open up for Marauder back in nineteen ninety four or five, something like that. Fucking oh, crazy. With, with Punch the Clown. Yes, with Punch the Clown <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's uh it was you know, when uh when we were in Japan it was great and you know, just whatever it is it is. I'm not I don't want to get into How's it. How's the food yeah. over there in Japan? Yeah, I was going to ask How's that. How's the food, man? Uh not a fish. Like cuz I heard they got they got fucking vending machines with fucking with with you get like a, meals in it and you shit. You get iced coffee. They had these vending machines uh I lived off these fucking little cans like espresso cans or whatever. They were good, nice and cold. Um but for the most part, at that time, I was really being strict on a diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to some places, and I was out there on my birthday. So they did. They brought me a cake at one of these places. And uh, some of the food we had, uh, there's a band from Japan called Sand. And the singer, Makoto, he was our tour guy. And this other kid, Taiga, was our driver. And Makoto took care of everything, had all our hotels, but it was... It was great. He, he did fantastic. And we would go to certain places, and we'd, 
we'd tell him what we wanted and he would tell them in Japanese what we wanted. And for the most part, we, we almost got like custom food yeah. at some of the places. And I would tell him like, I don't eat much now, this or that. So can you grill me some chicken or shrimp or whatever? And some, maybe some broccoli, whatever the fuck I was eating. There. But um, it was good. I mean, they, the fans were fantastic. Uh, everybody um, liked it. And also anybody I saw with a leeway shirt, I had them do a little video, say Gibbon sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you ever look at our social media, Mike and I go back. 35 years Alright And Mike's a fantastic Guitar player Even though he sucks He's really good <laughs> So we uh, We tear each other up All the time Like you know oh, You want the place To clear out Tell Gibbons to plug in Or whatever Gibbons sucks <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> So I have guys That uh, you know With the Japanese accent Was even funny Like oh, Mike Gibbons sucks Like that And I post it He would laugh his ass off <laughs> But you know The people are great out there They treated us like kings And uh you know, the food was good. Um, what else? Uh, like one uh, so how'd you get around? So that, that dude you said was like the tour manager. He was the one. Was it in a bus? You, he drove you guys around like a small? We had like a, a sprinter. Oh, okay, okay. So it was the five of us, um, him and Tiger. And uh, I think uh, I think my drummer just brought his cymbals and maybe his pedals right. and sticks, obviously. And then I brought one guitar we all brought one guitar, one guitar and a bass, and all our any of the amps. They asked us what we wanted. They were at the venues already. Oh, Look at that, cool. man! They, they treat American bands like fucking gold over there, and yeah. fucking and, and then over here they treat the fucking bands like shit. Well, <laughs> you, you know, you know what it is. Um, I think it was maybe ten years since Marauder was out there, so people were like anticipating it a lot. But the good thing was. Um, like I said, I met Sand. They're fucking fantastic, and they were all cool guys and everything. They gave me, they gave me tons of merch to bring back. Um, Jesus Peace, we played like five shows with, and uh, I think they're from Philly, if I'm not mistaken. But great guys, and uh, the singer Aaron, you know, he's real chill, man. He was just like, yo, yo. Then he gets on stage. He's like a fucking lunatic on stage. He's one of the best frontmen out there, and then. Uh, there were there were other American bands on some of these festivals like Backtrack, Knocked Loose. Um, I can't I can't think of another, other bands, but and then like smaller venues. Um, there was one place that was it was small. Like the place we played in Tokyo was about this size, yeah. and it had to be a hundred something degrees in there. Yeah, it was it was really hot. And another place we played, I wanted a bottle of water, so bartender gave me water and I wanted to tip him I said how am I he goes no no so I gave him a guitar pick yeah. and he acted like I gave him a, a gold brick he was like oh my god <laughs> like, you see they they treat us like gold yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gave him like I think two guitar picks he, he was gonna cook me a fucking steak dinner I think but <laughs> it was it was cool it was you know um, it was nice you know uh, it was very interesting and one thing was funny uh you know how you have you're driving on a highway and it says uh, like deer crossing or whatever. Yeah. Over there they have monkey crossing. Oh yeah. They yes. have a sign with little little monkey on it. I'm like the fuck out of here. So we we were driving for we see about a hundred of them. Now we're ready to take a picture of one. Like nine hours go by, we don't see a fucking of monkey course. sign. Of course. <laughs> oh my god. But we we did it and uh, then they had like these uh, 
rest areas, like to get gas and go to the bathroom. And these places, there wasn't even a drop of piss on the floor in the I bathroom. At like a, and there's thousands of people in and out yeah, over there. Very clean. Did you go by the fucking, what's that forest where everybody kills themselves? Never heard that I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been back forest. then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't yes. go there. Well, you just don't go inside because then you're gonna hang yourself. There's that forest over there. It's like fucking... suicide forest. Yeah, or like yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I'd like to drop a few people off. <laughs> but <laughs> you just don't tell them. Like, hey, yeah, go, go frolic. Call when you get back. Go frolic in the woods. Jerk offs. But, <laughs> um, no, we did actually go to. Uh, we played in uh, Hiroshima. Um, we went to where they dropped the atomic bomb, and it's like that one little building that was yeah standing. Oh, uh, one stood out of all that shit. Yeah, like part of a I don't know part of a building. They said, uh, and it was it was like a big memorial park. Can you walk through there, or is it like some of it like closed off? No, we say, we walked through there because they uh, say some of that shit is still radiated. Oh. I don't know. Apparently not. Um, but yeah, and then they had this big museum, and it, um, you you kind of walk through, and it's almost everything in like a chronological order. Did they give you like events. any looks over there because you're Americans walking through that shit? Like no, no. no? Then we went to some place. It was like this huge, uh, not a pyramid, like a temple or whatever. Yeah. And it was I don't know how big this fucking place was, but you walk. Let's say let's say from here to the street, mm-hmm. and then you go up like a step, and another one step all the way up the mountain and they have all shops and places to eat and everything all the way up then you go to this temple and you walk around and there there's like nothing in there I don't know what the fuck you're going there for but <laughs> you come out the other side and you kind of walk down like a, a winding path down the mountain or you come back the other way so you know I, I bought uh, I bought Christine like chopsticks and yeah. There's little like masks, like magnets for the refrigerator or something. I bought a couple of those, nice. but it's really cool there. And then we went to, you know, went over the place. They have like these guitar stores with, they look like Les Pauls or they look like Jacksons, but they're a weird name, but they're beautiful. Right. And uh, made in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> but Japan was great, you know. And then how long were we out there? Uh, we did seven cities in ten days. Nice. So, it was September 15th of 2019 and then we came back with the 25th or something like that that's cool but that's fucking that's wild man it's your first time out of the country and you're going to fucking Japan yeah <laughs> no it was, it was cool it was definitely cool and, yeah. uh, did you get to Europe at all with it or no? no no that was the only thing and I went to Canada with Life Agony alright and uh, that was another fucking experience how's yeah. it up there how's it it was it was cool it, I mean it was it was really cold Canada's like another state. Well, I mean, I just fucking found out the other day that they still fucking, like, they still have the Queen of England running shit. <laughs> oh, not no more. Not, no, the, I'm just not saying, the other day. It's not a Queen of well, England. Well, well, I'm just saying, I mean, she, they, they still run shit. I, I thought they had a president and everything, but I didn't know they were fucking still run by fucking. They have Hitler. a prime minister. It's kind of oh, set up like England. Well, I just they, found it out. Yeah. Well, nobody's running <laughs> shit right now. Yeah. It's I, still a big state. If you ever go there, don't don't order pizza. Yeah. No, yeah. no I can't. Um, my friend Brian, he he comes on tour with us with LOA. He's uh, he does merch for them and he helps out me in the stage and everything. Actually, stickers up there the, the Ron and Brian podcast. 
He defaced your club, Jeff. That's okay. <laughs> Rip it off. Oh, nice. All right, all right. You know what's funny? He's got another one over there. I was that somewhere. I'm going to call him off now. Well, you know what's funny? Melman's made me listen to his. I'm going to have to listen to his podcast because I almost did when I, uh, when I I was like, you know, man, put the sticker up in. I got to listen to his fucking podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian's my my roomie. We we bunked together on a tour. He's he's fucking fun. He's great, man. So uh, one of the venues. I forgot which part of Canada. They did about five or six cities there. Um, one of my friends was in the opening band. And uh, what usually happens is we get to the venue, we load in, they do sound check, and LOA usually leaves and goes back to the hotel uh, and then comes back you know, before they go on. So Brian and myself will watch the gear or just hang out in the venue and we eat there if they, they have a catering or whatever. But if not, we, they give us a buyout and we, we get food. So my friend, that motherfucker, says, uh, <laughs> yo, call this place. They got great pizza. So, All right, let's try fucking Canadian pizza. <laughs> so we ordered whatever the fuck we, we ordered. A, um, I forgot what kind of pizza we ordered, but it came out to American money. It would have been $38. What the Ouch. fuck? So they bring the, the pie. They have fucking gold pepperoni on there? <laughs> no, it had like gray pepperoni. <laughs> and it's one piece. It's not sliced. Yeah. And one half looked like uh, like there was broccoli under under the sauce. Yeah. And the other half was like, there was like no cheese, just some sauce. So we took a knife from the place and we cut in a piece. And then we see under like, I guess, whatever, the dough or whatever, it, it was like stuffed with... It looked like gray salami or pepperoni. I don't know what the fuck it was. And we're looking at it. Like, what the fuck is that? And it's like the meat was in there and we're cutting it. And I was like, get the fuck out. I mean, we tried it. It was it was horrendous. <laughs> it sounds like that was fucking bologna. It could have been bologna. Yeah. But it had that salami. It's like that central booking fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... One that's, other, that's that's definitely baloney in Central Booking. Get your shit straight, Canada. <laughs> but it, Yo, one can't, place, be worse, can't be worse than England pizza. English pizza was the fucking worst thing I ever oh had. Oh man! But we found a few places. There was, uh, there was some Italian place that was really good near the hotel, and then one venue. It, it reminded me of like the Sherman Theater. Yeah, and it was all stores and everything on this strip. So uh, me and Brian were like, you know, let's let's venture out. Look look for. I mean, we see a pizza place, like, fuck that. <laughs> and we, there's this alley, and there's a sign, it says Spaghetti Eddie's. So we went there, we found this place, and it looked like a really rustic, um, all kinds of shit hanging on the walls, like uh, TGI Fridays, or, you know, all wagon wheels and uh, shovels and all that shit. And it was fantastic. He got, uh, I got spaghetti, uh, he got spaghetti and meatballs, and it was like a, couple of pounds of spaghetti with meat. It was huge. And I got ravioli. And they give you about 35 raviolis in a dish. Damn. Oh, shit. So I had some there. I brought some back for after after the show. I had a few. And then I had the rest for breakfast. Nice. But it was really, really good. Listen, they got to feed you up there because it gets fucking cold, you know. So you got to fucking... Uh... Yeah, but that fucking pizza... Um... <laughs> I never forget that shit. Yo, I'm t- I have nightmares of the pizza I had in England too. I would do that. First of all, when I was in England, I was me and Melody were dating at the time. It was fucking that long ago. It was like 25 years ago. Shut up, Melody. Henry. Yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, I dude, it was back before anybody had cell phones. And I stopped to get. I was hungry. I like stopped to get a slice of pizza. 
and it was like a piece of fucking Wonder Bread with 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 uh, salt like <laughs> ragu. It was like ragu on top, oh and then God. like shitty cheese. And I remember I'm I'm like eating this, thinking, man, this pizza fucking sucks. And we were with a group of people, and all of a sudden everybody's gone. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I stopped. I stopped to get a fucking slice of shitty pizza, and now everybody's disappeared. And like. First of all, I'm in a country I don't fucking know, and nobody's got fucking cell phones. Dude, for like 45 minutes, I'm walking around Camden Town going, what the fuck am I going to do? We were staying with her friends in the middle of fucking nowhere, and I'm like, I had no idea what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to be like a little kid going to the cops. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm fucking lost. They're going to call you. Jeff Blanchard, <laughs> Jeff Blanchard, <Yeah. laughs> please report to Area B. Yeah, finally, fucking Melody sees me like fucking from like a block away, starts screaming like, where the fuck did you go? Yeah, it was crazy. Drop the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Almost got lost. I was almost like home alone in fucking England for uh, a shitty slice of pizza. Oh my God. Oh, so, I see the list here. Bill, Bill Graff. What's up, Bill? Hey, what's up, Rod? A uh, good friend of mine. I know for hundreds of years. Nice. Yeah. What do you see so you with? Uh, so you are you still taking shit with uh, with uh, Life of Agony? You still go out with those yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. Nice. We we did a tour. Um, I think we got back uh, right before June or June or something. The last show was at Warsaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Kings Never Die, and uh, who the fuck else was on there? A dog eat dog. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dan Nastasi's in Kings Ever Die as well. All right. And you got Danny from Biohazard is also in. Uh, um, have Dylan singing the bass player. I keep forgetting his name. Nice dude. I think he was in uh, Murphy's Law as well. And Larry on guitar was in Murphy's Law. I think everybody's been in Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't yet actually. You know? I'm surprised, man. I'm You're surprised. on call, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may, you may, you may still get there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point in my life, um, I don't know if I want to do tours anymore while I'm playing. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, everything, uh, I don't know. Are you still, are we, so did you retire from stan- sanitation? Were you in sanitation that long? I was in sanitation for 14 years. Right. And uh, I retired in 2009 because I got both my hips replaced. I had bad arthritis. Ouch. So that's when I. Uh, I heard that's the fucking roughest fucking surgery to come back from. Wasn't it's bad. the pain, like like. No, it wasn't. Some, no? It, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad, uh, to be honest with you. I, I tell you, it was a big relief. Now, I mean, everything around it hurts because I have arthritis, but the hips itself are all right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the like one spot that's okay. But uh, you lo- I, you're you're in good shape now, though, man. You lost a lot of weight, taking care yeah, of yourself. I've been trying to eat right. I've been going to the gym because I, I was uh, diagnosed with diabetes. I think in like right before I, me and Christine got together. Uh, in 2016 All right. and then uh, and she's great because she'll tell me you know she gives me advice what to eat or how to track this and track that and she she'll say you know I, I used to power lift I boxed I did Muay Thai I played sports I did all this shit but that's when I was in my 20s I was indestructible yeah now I'm I'm still kind of indestructible but <laughs> I I don't have the the power that I used to. So now I, I just try to stay in decent shape. And Christine wrote me a regimen. She's like, oh, try this, do that, do this, do that. And get great results. Nice. So, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was like I couldn't get my sugar down. It was going up and down, up and down. I felt like shit. My face was all blotchy. I was, I'd eat, a, eat something and then I'm falling asleep. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? 
when we were doing our No Lives Matter CD, we went to this drum, uh, this drum studio. I think it's in Port Jefferson. It's like up in the mountains or some shit. And um, you rent the room for, I think you get 11 hours for like 400 bucks. Yeah. And all they do is drums in there. They have guys miking the drums. They have guys, you want something from the store, they go for you and this and that. So it's my old drummer, Roach. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing his thing and Joey was like, you know, oh, what do you think it is? I'm fucking snoring on the couch. Joey's like, what are you doing sleeping? Oh, I don't know. And I realized that I, I was diabetic. So yeah. I got as strict as I possibly can. I lost 70 pounds. Damn. And my sugar leveled off. So I feel all right. You know? Good. You don't have to do insulin and all that shit. I take uh, metformin. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. one, I used to take two pills a day. Now I take one. And, uh, you know, I mean, I got, uh, you know, my blood pressure is good. Uh, my um, cholesterol is all right. My sugar is now good. I quit smoking. Me and Christine quit smoking like almost six years. Fuck. Oh, then you quit smoking at the same time. How'd you, how'd you do it, man? I'm, I'm actually, do, I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow just to get on Chantex. Do it, no, bro. Just, I'm just going do on it. Chantex tomorrow. <laughs> well, I can't, dude. We, you know what it was? We, uh, we would smoke, and we noticed this. Like, let's say we're let's say we're here. Yeah, we're outside. We smoke. We come in, and we go out to smoke again. And now, we're just about done. Let's say you show up. Hey, what's up, man? And then we smoke another one with you. Yeah. And then you want to go in? All right, let's smoke one more. Yeah. You know. And then someone else shows up. Next thing you know, we smoke four or five in a row. And then when we go home, we sit in the car outside and smoke a little bit. And then it's like you know, we got to fucking stop. So. The last day we smoked was, uh, it was a show in um, Worcester, that yeah, yeah. big place over there, whatever the fuck it was. Was that uh, um, Palladium? Yeah. Palladium yeah, Worcester, it. yeah, it was uh, Jason Richardson, it was uh, um, da- uh, Doyle, it was Life of Agony, it was uh, a few other bands, it was a bunch of fucking bands. So I told Christina, I says, you know, let's, let's do it after this. She's like, yeah. So I quit that next day, but she quit the day after because she was getting a tattoo. All right. So, uh, and Leo smokes like a, he's like a chain smoker. He smokes about a carton an hour. <laughs> but um, we both quit together and we, we've been good ever since because if she would have quit and I didn't, or vice versa, it wouldn't have worked because, you know, you see, you know, your girl with a yeah. cigarette or whatever, yeah. or me with a cigarette, you know. That's my that's my problem. My girl, fucking, there's no way I'm gonna get her to quit. She doesn't smoke a lot, but she smokes. No, Diane, you gotta quit too. Yeah, listen, I'm trying, I'm trying not to work on her, but and, uh, but yeah, dude, it's fucking hard, man. I, listen, yeah. I've, I've been trying, you know, especially being here is the hardest for me because then, like, you know, I, especially like I don't I don't drink as much anymore. I drink maybe once a week, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So when I'm not like, and I don't usually drink here, I'll have like one or two here, but when I'm hanging out here. You know, what am I doing? Like, I'm back here watching, making sure everything's all right, but then I'm out front, and I'm just fucking chain smoking. You, you, need, like, you need a month without drinking and smoking to yeah. get that under control. Yeah. You know, but I mean, for if you weren't a drinker and you just wanted to stop smoking, you just need a week. But the yeah. drinking, too. Uh, I used to drink all the time, you know, when we hung out or played shows or whatever, yeah. but then it's like, I remember, I, I don't know how long, probably about 12 years, 10 years, something like that. I just lost a desire to drink. Yeah. I went out or whatever, and whoever I was with, they were like, oh, gonna get, what do you want, man? Just give me a seltzer. 
And from that day on, I never had a desire to drink again. I didn't want to quit. I didn't try to quit. I didn't have to quit. But um, it, I just, I just quit. Your body might have been telling you too, like fucking cut the shit too. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Doing fucking straight edge, straight edge shredding, fucking, dude. Yeah. That's what you're fucking doing. You're shredding. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's the, you know, like I said, I don't think I want to do a band anymore. I mean, not for nothing because, you know, I, I don't want to shit on the scene at all. I don't, I don't like being that guy. Nah, listen, we get older but, and you get a little fucking jaded. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Because you, know? you see things yeah. and it's like certain, certain people are like put on pedestals like why you know or certain people just you know you, you get a click and you you can't you know like you won't get included in certain shows or you yeah, won't yeah, get yeah. included in stuff like this because if you're not in the click or whatever but yeah you've seen listen you've been yeah. around you've seen shit yeah the thing is rob like when you you know you keep listen you, you do some good shit you know maniac rise was good your shredder stuff was good focus on your shit when you want to play live play live you have no drama. That I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say "fuck Big Rob." You know what I mean? You know, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, they, you know, you're getting the beef. They're, Listen, if you do, if you do, shit, they're not going to come around anyways. <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and it, you know, it's funny. It's like the people who do talk shit. Yeah, they're hiding behind their phone. They're hiding in their house, or they're hiding on the, on the fucking podcast or whatever. Yeah, those people aren't on the scene anyway. Yeah, and it's like you know what. So if it makes you feel like a big man, if it makes you feel important, talk whatever you got to talk. That was what we were talking about before. If you had a problem with somebody back in the day, you you have to come see them. You can't. What are you gonna? There's nothing to broadcast on. Yeah, you gotta call them on the phone. Hey, jerk off. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but now everybody's got a fucking opinion. You know what I mean? And also, there's a camera everywhere, and everybody's like a touchy little bitch. Yeah. You know? And you know if you. You hit somebody, they, they want to, people are filming it like that. That girl, she was like 15 years old and like seven kids were jumping her a couple of years ago. Yeah. They were beating her up, taking a backpack and a phone or whatever. You think anyone helped it? They're standing there. No, they're standing there and record it. Come on. I actually man. was fucking uh, driving like not too long ago and like that shit was happening down a block from my house. Myself and like two other people like hopped out their cars and like it's a bunch of fucking kids like. And it's weird, like, it's a bunch of kids that look like me beating up dude, an Asian kid. Dude, even even adults. Dude, I saw a fucking guy get hit on a scooter a couple months ago on 4th Avenue. Guy gets hit on a scooter. Yeah, you said he started seizing, right? He's laying on the fucking ground and everybody just starts whipping out their phones. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The guy's fucking out on the ground and it just pisses me and, off. And I'm know, like, and you, you know, know what else is fucked up? It's like, if you watch the news, like you said, they're beating up an Asian kid. Now... On the news, nobody's going to, these reporters or whatever, they don't say a man was attacked on the subway by an, by three men. Automatically out of the gate, they say a black man was attacked by three white men or an Asian man was attacked by three black men. They have to say a race. Well, they that's, how they, that's, how, that's how they that's how they keep us divided. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's stupid, That's man. how they you know, keep us just, divided. Look, if you're a jerk off, you're a jerk off. It doesn't matter what color you are, what sexual preference you are, or uh, where you're from, or whatever. You know, they, but people want to put this color shit into play and, yeah, and religion and race, and it's that's that's that, that's how they keep us separated and angry at each other and <laughs> fucking fighting. It was funny. Somebody accused me of being a racist once. I was like, 
if I was a racist, you'd know. I said, my old band, Maniac Rise, Dave's a Jew. Uh, Roach was Puerto Rican. Maven was half black, half Jewish. You, I'm a racist, but I, I'm playing with, with a, you know, diverse you know people. I don't look at them like that. I look yeah. at them different. I get called this, a racist every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not racist. I, I just hate you. Yeah, yeah, I hate everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mo- most people I hate. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like I said, you know, you're a jerk off, you're a jerk off. Yeah. You know, then you, I go on the road like with Life of Agony and there's no fucking egos, no rock star diva bullshit, no, everything is just so smooth. Everything, you know, they they treat me and, and Brian like we're one of them. Yeah. You know? Uh, they're all they're all down to earth people. Yeah, they're band. great. You know? I don't know, the, I've never met the drummer. But, oh, Veronica, uh, she's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's my she's my tour buddy. We sit next to each other in the Sprinter on every tour. Nice. And she plays with uh, DMC and the Hellraisers, and she's played with a lot of big names. And um, you know, she's an excellent drummer, and she's a really cool girl. Yeah. You know, but um, nobody I, says, "Oh, uh, oh, she's a girl." Yeah, she's a girl who played better than most fucking people. Yeah, out she's there. good. Yeah. I just watched that Life of Agony documentary. It was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. saw it too. Yeah, did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, and you know, I like. I like working with them. Like we, there's a guy. Um, he's friends with Joey for a long time. Mondo. Right. He, he lives in Jersey, so we always go to his house. Um, the Sprinter we get is from Bandigo. It's like five minutes from Mondo's, so we always meet there. We put Joey's car in in the driveway, or whatever, and load up there. And then if we're playing like Stone Pony or Debonair Music Hall somewhere in Jersey, we always will crash at Mondo's. It's a big barbecue, or whatever, and it's like, uh, um, like Jesse and Purple were there, and uh, the band, and and everybody just hung out, and nobody was a rock star, nobody was talking shit about nobody. You know, you get these other guys that, uh, unfortunately, I was in bands with. That, hey Jeff, how you doing, man? Oh, good. You go to the bathroom. Yo, Jeff's a fucking jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do that with everybody. Yo, your homie Abel said, "What's up?" Who's that? Abel uh, Beja. Beja. Oh, Abel, Beja. what's up, bro? I grew up with Abel. Uh, nice. Uh, and now he's in, uh, I think he's in Portugal now. Uh, plays with, uh, used to be in Primitive Reasons or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been friends since we were kids. Nice. Abel. <laughs> yeah, dude, there was, a, there was a, a shot in that Life of Agony documentary. It was cra- I was at that show. It was, in, it was in Pennsylvania in the basement of a pancake house. Um, it was like in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was the first time I saw Life of Agony. It had to have been ninety three, maybe. And um, fucking, they were you know they they just started playing and they were like, "Yo, I want to see the fucking ceiling come down in this place." Okay. And yo, oh, I remember that he didn't part. say it literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it had a drop ceiling in the place. Next thing you know, dudes just <laughs> jump up in the ceiling and rip the fucking ceiling down. And the the and first it, jerk off does it, then everybody's got to yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> and if you watch the video, it's fucking cool as shit because, like, I mean, you can see the faces on the band like, what the fuck? Because they did, they the ripped crowds the are ceiling crazy. Like, I was telling Rob, I saw them at Seabees, bro, for River Runs Red Tour, bro. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers were doing ninja kick spins in their pits. Oh, I mean, yeah, we call them the pit ballerinas. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, that was, sh- that was the shit back in the day, though, man. That fucking River Runs Red album, like, screamed for, like, every dude, like, that was, you know, in their late teens, you know. And like you, know that. you know what it was? It was, the album was just so heavy and so well-written. And yeah. When, uh, when Mina was Keith, the vocals were just, you didn't really hear 
that type of singing at that time Nobody for that, that type of music. Style, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Man. You had Leeway, was it Leeway, and then there was a band from uh, Boston, Only Living Witness, were the only two that like, like the, uh, that I know of any like hardcore bands that were like doing well and 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 like sang yeah. and um, sang like that anyway. And when yeah, and, and like we went, uh, you know, we went on, we did a national tour with Leeway, and uh, it's funny, um, Eddie. Eddie sounds the same, and he's great. Yeah, he know? still sounds I, good. I hope he's doing better. Shout out to you, Eddie. Hope you're feeling well, bro. I heard he's and doing all right. I heard he's doing all right. I texted him a few months ago. I think he was uh, down south somewhere. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was staying uh, with his sister or something. I could be mistaken. I don't know. But I know he was living on Long Island for a minute with um, Art, the guy Artie, who uh, I know he played with Harley, and he played in... Um, Fuck, damn your eyes, the band, damn your eyes. I know we was living out. I thought you were looking at me going, damn your eyes, what the fuck did my <laughs> eyes do to you? Oh, <laughs> isn't that, uh, eyes. uh, the fuck sings for that band? Damn your eyes. Uh, Christine's friends with the, Kenny, I think his name is, the singer. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we saw them at Blackthorn. Could have been with Leeway. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, Dan Nastasi was playing with Leeway, yeah. I think, at the time. And, uh, Christine knows, uh, Kenny from back in the day, so, uh. Um, they were good. They were yeah, really he's got good. some good yeah, shit uh, with uh, Leeway NYC. Is his new uh, the, well, the new thing he's calling it instead of Leeway Leeway NYC. Two tracks up, bro. It's fucking dope, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was good. So he played here. I don't know if you were here when he played uh, with that Leeway NYC here with uh, for the end name person's fucking show. Who did that? Uh, uh, no, I don't think I, I saw actually. Place I missed uh, was Grand Victory. Oh yeah, Grand yeah. Victory was a cool. They spot. had some good shows there. Leeway, yeah. Leeway played there, and the Sworn Enemy, Sub Zero. Yeah, and I think I want to say it was the Sub Zero show. It had to be like two hundred fucking degrees in there, man. And it was <laughs> like ninety degrees outside. And you yeah. had to walk outside to cool off. Oh shit! Yeah, it used to be it the was, Lucky Cat. It was the Lucky Cat first, and then we came and Grand Victory. Trash Bar across yeah. the street. Trash Bar was cool yeah, too. Yeah, played there a million. And the key to Trash Bar was I'll tell you that it was always hot in the back room really hot and i always jumped on stage left because and the back wall was the air conditioner yeah and it would blow right on me and i'm like the only one who wasn't sweating during the show. <laughs> 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 uh, it was like nice yeah trash bar was a cool spot. yo a friend uh one of our old cousins i don't know if you remember a guy uh richie that um passed away he used to hang out at duff's also long-haired black metal guy um i know we got kicked out of duff's uh, but he used to hang out there all the time before Jimmy threw him out. But he used to come into Lucky 13. He got thrown out of Trash Bar one time. And when he got thrown out of Trash Bar, he went and he ordered fucking like quick breeding cockroaches online from like fucking <laughs> Asia. And he filled up a suit, uh, guitar case for no. them. And he went in when they first opened the bar, didn't know where he was, went downstairs and left the guitar case open in the fucking basement oh, of Trash Bar. <laughs> uh, he came into Lucky 13 afterwards and told me the story. And I was like, yo, that's fucked up. I'm like, fucking, I, don't, 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 let me, don't let me piss you to fuck Don't ever off. walk over here <laughs> yeah. with a fucking guitar yeah. case. <laughs> I tell you, you know yeah. who is fucking great, man? You remember uh, Denny who worked at Trash Bar? Yeah. He he pulled off the the maneuver of a lifetime was fucking fantastic and he was always great man he always took care of us and everything like that even when we played there or letting us in or whatever um, I don't want to mention the guy he did it to because it's it's just fucking funny but he made up a profile on Facebook and he used to add pictures and I don't know where fuck he got the pictures from but 
really good looking girl. Oh shit. And catfish. People oh man. This was before, it was it was like, before before catfishing was a catfish. Yeah, it was like the blue whale of catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Um you know, all these people would like a pictures and write to, Oh my god, you're gorgeous, this and that. So this one guy we know, <laughs> fucking idiot. He he's like, he's like, yo, I'm in love with this girl, talking to me and everything. Oh, and I was like, who? Show me, look at that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's hot, man. Yeah, this and that. And uh, she's single. She says I'm sexy and this and that. And I don't know if he sent the naked pictures or not. Oh. He, he was going to move to fucking California oh, to Jesus. move in with this girl. And then somehow they found out that like she deleted or whatever. And then we found out Denton made the... The profile, and I was like, yeah. I did De Niro when I was you, you're good, you. I was fucking dying, bro. That's some cold shit. Yeah, he. Damn. That that was some funny shit. But you know what? You know, if you you're ready to lo- move three thousand miles away on someone you never even saw in person, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's like that fucking. You see that documentary on Netflix with the dude who uh, was he a football player? It was a foot basketball player. It was a basketball player that like he got it was it was like the, the Oh no the football player. The it was a football college player. College football yes, player. Yeah, 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 Samoan dude. Yes. It was like oh. the girl that doesn't exist or something like that. It was Fucked on Netflix. Up. It was like that, but this dude was like a kind of a famous fucking sports guy and he got like duped yeah. like that with some fucking trans girl. Yeah, she and, said she said fucking that uh that her because his grandmother died. The same day that her brother called up and said that she died. Yo, it's and he's on ESPN saying that the games for the grandmother and her, and it's like it's oh a boy. crazy fucking story, man. Yeah. And this fucking girl ruined this dude's life. Yeah, like she ruined his fucking career. Did they ever find out who it was? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, he found out who it was, and it was this trans girl who was actually hitting him up, and. Like, she was real, like, it was wild how she did it. And like, she was the brother on the phone yeah, talking yeah. to him. Yeah, oh, yeah. she ended up, like, doing these different voices and all this kind of stuff. And he put it out there and, and, and like, and then, he, like, then there was a thing that she died. So he said, my girlfriend died who, you know, he'd never even met this girl before. But, oh, you know, grief. it's a fucking crazy story. Yep. But it ruined this dude's fucking career. And it was funny because my girlfriend was like, how the fuck did he fall for that? I'm like, yo, he was a busy fucking college kid and he was like 20 years old yeah. you know what i mean that's how he fucking fell for it and, but i'm surprised he wasn't banging all sorts of college pussy that's the only thing i was surprised about but right. well if he, he, was, was, a, he was religious you know, yeah did he did he look like a fucking he looked like the fucking rock almost man. yeah he was like, a big he dude was a, he like was he was a big fucking, looking guy but yeah ah oh, he got fucking that, duped that, that ruined his fucking life man, it ruined his fucking life crazy fucking people man. and you know people actually have killed people for doing shit like that yeah, like they find oh, out. Oh, they fuck got, yeah! It was that motherfucker. What was that fucking Maury? Was it on Maury, bro? That one guy killed his neighbor because fucking. Uh, he was like he's like, I love you and shit. Yeah, and like, was it Maury? No, who was that? It was like oh, was it Maury or Sally. It, it no, was it one of those. Show. I heard yeah. about that. The guy, yeah. the guy hit on him or whatever. And yeah, he killed him. And he killed him. Yeah, that was fucked. That it wasn't. It wasn't Maury. It was one. Of it was a chick. It was. It was my Sally Jesse Raphael. I just watched the fucking thing about. <laughs> it wasn't Sally. It was the other chick. She had like. Uh, what Ellen? the fuck was it? No, it wasn't Ellen. Fucking it was pre Ellen. No, this was this was back oh, uh, in like the nineties. Ricky Lake. Yeah, no, it wasn't Ricky, Ricky Lake. Lake either. Who was the other one? Fucking, uh, I'm not gonna remember a fucking name. But yeah, she was. Uh, but that Johnny was- Carson. <laughs> <laughs> 
It wasn't fucking uh, Morton Downey. It was that Morton no, Downey? No, Morton Downey it? wouldn't fucking have that on it. Morton Downey was fucking nuts. No, I don't remember. The world is full of sick fucking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah motherfuckers. Yeah. Especially nowadays, too. You have all this technology at, at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, like, but a lot of people have a lot of shit wrong with them, and we don't have a fucking society that they actually acknowledge that. No, well, they'd stick them in homeless shelters, like down the fucking block over here. They don't have and fucking o- hospitals. For and then also, anymore. it's like if somebody says, you know, I don't, I have this wrong with me. Somebody be like, oh yeah, I do too. I want to get attention. Yeah, I want attention. You see, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. it's, you know, it's that shit, man. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's the fucking young generation too. Yeah, yeah, they don't. I don't know. I, I, I tell Christine, I'm like, look, walk up this block. I could get 20, 30 phones. Just sitting there like this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like not just start grabbing them and smashing them. Yeah. No, just take them. <laughs> yeah. Put them in a pillowcase. Uh, They're not going to do it. The other person's going to videotape you. Oh, he's look, he's taking the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, you got a good yeah. point there. That's it. Of course they will. And then you're like, fuck, dude. Did you see the dude the other day fucking pull the lady out of the access ride? It was like a fucking little old lady pulled a, a dude pulled a fucking la- lady, I think it was in Queens, pulled a, uh, a little old lady out of an access ride. Um, For what? And fucking, because she wouldn't get, she was, apparently she wanted to go somewhere else and he's like, fuck you, get out of my car. Well, he's a driver? He's he just a driver. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, and, and he's, and she didn't want to get That's out of the car. Like, yeah, and the fucking oh dude God. dragged her out like a little old lady with let a me, fucking cane. Let me tell you something. That's, that's somebody's mother, grandmother, whatever. That guy's yeah. going to get fucked up. But there's somebody there filming it again. Instead like, of punch that dude in the fucking head. Yeah. Well, well, talking about that, you know, shout outs to Solomon. You know who Solomon is, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he fucking pulled the chick out of a fucking Uber and the fucking driver was trying to kidnap her? No. Yes. Oh, this is a, it was a while ago, yeah, like right? like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, He's like, no, this bitch is mine. No, that's <laughs> what he said. He's like, oh, no, you're so hot. I'm not taking you home. And she's like screaming, trying to get out. And he fucking pulled that out through the fucking window. And that's the guy crazy. drove off. Solomon's our CD guy that fucking, uh, right? Yeah, He's yeah so he sells uh, incense and pornos. Yeah, he sells incense. Oh, they still do that? CD, yeah. DVD. <laughs> he comes by every every fucking night. So yeah, now he has permission to sit outside now. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'll, if it's cold out, I'll let him nap in the front. He's all right. He doesn't yeah, he fucking, fucking save the chick. Yeah, good for him. That's oh, good, though. Shit. I'll have to give him now, five and bucks. You know, years ago, a guy, I'm, I don't, I'm not friends with anymore. I haven't spoke to him in a long time. We were, I don't know where the fuck we were driving. We were in my neighborhood, Ozone Park, right? And there was some guy yelling at his girl, or yelling at a girl. And, uh, Dave, can you get me a water, please? <laughs> um, he was yelling at it, and he was like a you know, big Guido dude or whatever. And he's like hitting a car, and she's running around the car, and he's fucking chasing her or whatever. Like he was gonna, he looked like he was gonna beat the fuck out of her. So my friend's like, yo. Let's pull over. Let's go fuck this guy up or whatever. I said, no, man. I was like, do you know the girl? He says, no. I says, stay out of it. Oh, why not? I said, well, do a little thinking. We go to work on the guy. Cops pull up. What's the girl going to say? Those two guys beat my boyfriend up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to get an assault charge? Yeah. There is certain situations, man. You see that too. Like some dude's beating the shit out of his girlfriend. A dude will step in to help. And then a girl starts beating the shit out of the guy that's trying to help her. Yeah. So I mean, if it's nobody I'm friends with, nobody I'm related to, or a certain situation, like if a guy's trying to rape a girl or whatever, then, yeah. you know, that's that's different or whatever. But nowadays, I'm not, you know, you, you don't you don't get involved. You have to. You, I'm not saying not to get involved, but you have to 
think a little more before you act on certain scenarios. You do. There's, there's certain things you got to be cautious about, but then there's a lot of times where, like, people just don't fucking... I mean, it's New York, too, so it's like, yeah. you know, you're used to seeing fucking crazy shit, you know? Yeah, it's like if you had to go... Let's, let's say you had to go smack some jerk off somewhere. First thing you're doing now when you're walking up the block, you're like... You're looking cameras, for cameras. Camera, yeah. camera, of course. Camera. And now it's like you do something here, let's say, and then you run... Up there, this camera will get you. That camera, they're gonna just follow the whole path up the yep. block. Ring, ring, uh, you know, yep. doorbell. You just can't camera. kill a motherfucker anymore. It's fucking bullshit. I know. It is. <laughs> <The> fuck. <laughs> they will, man. They'll just fucking follow the cameras. You know, there's been a couple instances out here. You know, you know, I'm glad I have the cameras, but there's a couple instances I wish I didn't have the fucking cameras out front. You know. Yeah, it's. But you know what? In the long run, it's better off you do. Uh, yeah, because it's, something it's, serious could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. a scuffle between two drunken fucking morons. Yeah, like what what happened with Cass. Yeah. Like when those guys fucking jumped him in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. fucking yeah. took them outside yeah, of it. And fucking, yeah. they, he beat their fucking asses, yeah. but they fucking attacked him. They attacked him and it got dropped because we they, because of the footage. Because of the camera. Which is fucking great, yeah. Fucking love it. You do it. You, you empty. We go. We gonna start wrapping. I gotta piss it. Yeah, I had to I go. F- I had to go, man. I just, just couldn't hold it any longer. No more. See, okay. every every week you're laughing about who got to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, now it's you. Two weeks in a row, it's you. You gotta love start it. wearing depends. Yeah, probably, man. I'm getting too old, man. Yeah, every week it was me. Now I'm fucking broke. The, I broke the cycle. <laughs> yeah, it was me last week, and now it's you. Well, I, I've <laughs> I've peed three times already since we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, man, it was good having you on. We'll have Definitely. to have you on again, dude. Yeah, fucking whenever, man. You hit me up, Jeff. It's hell been yeah, a long man. time, man. We, we, can, we can tell stories all fucking day. Yeah, we have a few. Uh, we've been through a few things, yeah. you know, in our lives. A few. It's <clears> the few. <laughs> right, you got anything you want to plug? Um, no, nah, I just got to plug my phone because it's going <laughs> to die. <laughs> no, actually, um, I'm, like I said, um, wait, let me, let me look at this. I don't want to. I don't want to. Say the wrong thing. I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, <laughs> where the fuck is this? Shout out, Scott. Um, no, where the fuck is it? Oh, I know where it is on the alarms. Yeah, it is Fence Walker. Fence Walker, that's cool. Fence that's cool. Um, be on the lookout for that. That's Scott's uh, side project. I'm going to be doing some guest leads on it. Awesome. And um, like I said, I'm in the process of uh, recording some. Some new songs. One is like an old uh, death style, like from the leprosy era. Nice. And the other one is kind of like a, like a newer, maybe like a Marauder, God is I type of uh, style to it. And I have a couple instrumentals I, I did and I'm going to have new material. So uh, I want to just put out like a library of my own shit. Nice. And uh, if anybody needs any leads or any guesting on their cds hit me up i'm available and uh you know do my best to make it sound good awesome and if you ever fucking put a band together bro oh we gotta come back and play here oh fuck yeah man yeah all right jamal i got nothing to fucking plug but in light of uh you know alex uh captain hot topic doing his show here the other day i'm gonna put i'm gonna put it out there to the fucking internet that before this put it out there dude before this year is over i'm gonna do a fucking show here oh you're yeah, gonna yeah. do it yeah before this fucking year is before over. you only got a few months left bro uh, I'll make come on man happen. all right hot topic happen. put it together bro i think you could do yeah. one too exactly. i'm gonna get it fucking done so be on the lookout i'm gonna be looking for some people to fucking you know create a fucking sound with me rob there you uh, go there you go. he's looking for somebody <laughs> to fucking do some shreds Fuck yeah. I'm always down to shred, man. 
You know where to fucking find me. All right, find Jamal. I'll okay. oh, yeah. be here next fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're, also, we're going to have some interesting shit here happening here on fucking Halloween. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that in the next fucking 31 days or however in, far away it is. Sometimes in a scene, every day is Halloween. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's going to be yeah. fucking great. So people, people, keep your fucking eyes open for that. That's going to be a crazy week, Halloween, yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep. All right, motherfuckers, man. Make sure you like uh, everything uh, Lucky 13 Saloon on uh, YouTube, Lucky 13 Saloon on Facebook, Lucky 13 Saloon Podcast, and everywhere you can find us. We are out. We'll be back next week, man. Later. Later. Alive!